0: I'm Ernold van Buren, and I'm joined by a range of professionals who will be sharing their experience within the eSport world along with strategies and tips to progress your own career in gaming. With over 20 years of experience including game development and live streaming, gaming land centres and organising tournaments, we are now launching this series in order to help those of you with a passion for gaming become professional in the eSport world. Hi, everybody. Welcome to our eSports series. Today, I have Neil with me. Hi,
1: Neil. How are you? I'm fine, Earl. Thanks for having me.
0: No problem. Well, we are all thrilled about your expertise, academic eSports programs. And you are, well, I know that we had our first interview and we talked quite a lot about things and, uh, well, it's it's amazing. So now you can share it to the audience. So please introduce yourself and your, your passion for
1: esports. Well, as I said, Arnold, thank you for having me. I am uh, very passionate about esports at different places of where esports is right now. So currently I am an assistant professor of uh, esports business management at Caldwell University in north northern New Jersey, I'm also the Executive Vice President of Partnerships and Chief Esports Officer at Collegiate Sports Management Group, where we focus on collegiate esport competitions. So uh, I've been involved in esports for the last several years, and I've seen colleges start programs from an academic perspective and from a competitive team perspective. So uh, I really enjoy it, and uh, and I am very passionate about esports and where the future is headed
0: fantastic and also um about well because of your your background and people wondering any specific games you're playing
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big gamer Arnold. I, I i look at the gaming from behind the scenes i'm a i'm a big uh, american and uh european football fan i don't play those games i watch and enjoy it so I look at it from that perspective. Um, I like to tell my students and, and my colleagues that uh, the last video game I played was Asteroids on my Atari twenty six hundred. So, <laughs> uh, uh, but but in all, uh, I do like to play the Mad. I like to play Mad, and I like to play uh, MLB the Show. the The, the sporting uh, uh, titles are the ones that I gravitate to the most
0: wow yes well if we, if we if we talk about like atari as well um how that's that's well well i i can i can i can share that with you and there's this there's uh still a, a younger audience that um they're asking like atari what's that what's that But well, i they think don't, uh, they don't
1: get it <laughs> they don't understand that, that it was so simple back then and now uh these controllers and the graphics everything is so high tech and and advanced which is great it's what we need uh, but there's there's something to be said for the simple things as well
0: Yes, because what what's like? Well, you, you have you've traveled quite a, let's say you have quite a journey within within like well you, the, the sports esports uh, Well, uh, loads of 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 experience. What have you seen in the and um, let's say from the past and now what's what's? like, well, everybody sees this growth since 2020 because of, of this challenging situation, but what have you seen from let's say the past and now is is there any do you see do you see any difference is there anything that you say like okay that needs to be go, this that needs to be better or
1: sure you know again the the, the past tells us where where the future is going and, and and it gets us there right so you have to start somewhere what i love about the current state of gaming uh, and esports is the the connectivity that you have with with people uh, on your block uh, around the world, right? So when, when I played Atari 2600, I needed somebody in the room with me in order to play. Now I could be playing against somebody in England like you. I could be playing against somebody in, in Asia. It, it doesn't matter. And And I think that part of gaming to me is the most powerful and also the biggest change is the world has shrunk so much i mean we know from the olympics we know from the world cup how small the world was but gaming has made it even smaller because it's instantaneous now and, and i think that's what's very exciting and and to me the biggest change is that social globalization that we're seeing
0: yeah 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 that's and that's and that's and that's that's quite powerful though because um i even remember the day that we were um well let's say you're sitting in a room and we uh, we call it LAN parties and sometimes you get like well you were able to 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 win some energy drinks you know like as as a bonus or you just uh well do, do, uh, the dial-ups in in that time was not fast enough until we all got broadband and then uh, we said like you know what Let's do it. Let's do it. So, uh, and then, and then we were able to, to, to play some games online, but, um, and you mentioned also that you, you have, uh, well, you, you're from the, from the sport world, not from the e-sport world. Could you get, right. get, tell me a little bit about your, yeah. let's say your so, sport past.
1: Yeah. So again, the other, the other change that we're seeing is that that e-sports is becoming more mainstream in, in the same sense that traditional sports are. So, Uh, Where traditional sports, you have schedules, you have leagues, you have teams, you have uh, recruitment. You're starting to do the same thing in collegiate esports, especially where the colleges here in the United States that have football teams, basketball teams, soccer teams are now creating esport teams. And what you're seeing are coaches that are out there recruiting at the high school level for players to compete on their teams so that they can go out and challenge for national championships in different gaming titles like League of Legends and Overwatch and Rocket League and Super Smash so you're starting to see what worked really well in traditional sports in in terms of the system in terms of the scheduling and 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 that cohesiveness of, of a league and you're seeing that in esports now so there's a little more structure and there's a little bit more to play for in terms of championships. You know, a school wants to go out and let people know that they are the best League of Legends team or the best Overwatch team, uh, just as much as they want to say they're the best football team. And, And I think that's really very exciting for the future of collegiate esports is we're starting to see these national championship events being created so that schools can proudly say they're national champions
0: yes because there is there is uh, still a lot to learn and uh with it within the esport world and of course there's a lot of people well still still a lot of students people let's say everybody's uh, there's quite still a lot who need that support and um, i know that within within the within the educational especially with like guiding them through the right directions is is, is sometimes in challenge is there anything is is there something that you that well that you would like to advise to somebody who just joined the esport world for example
1: sure again from from a college perspective which i'm most familiar with the esport industry is is again uh, across multiple different places so If we look at it from an academic perspective i'm teaching an esports business management major program at caldwell university in new jersey and people say oh you know you're teaching my my children how to play video games and i said no i'm teaching them the industry of video games it's a billion dollar industry so in the same manner that you study sport management and you go work in the sport industry, you're not studying sport management to play baseball. You're studying it to, to be in this industry. And and in eSports, as it continues to grow, we're going to need people that understand the technology, that understand marketing, that understand event planning, event operations, etc. So So that's really important from an academic perspective that we're training the future employees and industry leaders in eSports. And so that's that's one piece of it. The second piece is the, is the competition side where the schools are now understanding that they can get these kids, these, these students from the library, from their dorm rooms and putting them front and center on the campus. And so what's very exciting to me is walking on campus and seeing the gaming team walking around in their jerseys. And in the bookstore, you're starting to see merchandise being sold for the gaming team. And that integration of the gamer competitive side to the college is really, again, something that we're going to see a lot more of as as collegiate esports grows. It's that, that socialization piece where the gamers aren't off to the side anymore. They're actually part of the campus, and and for for me, if I was talking to a president of a school, and I, and they were asking me what what I should be doing, I would tell them, start an esports program academically and competitively, because you'll get more students to come to the campus, so you'll do better recruiting, you'll keep the students on the campus, so you do better in retention, and obviously then there's revenue opportunities from sponsorships, media deals, and tuition.
0: Yeah, because um, there's also well for, for the students itself. Most of the time, it's 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 clear what they want to do. They um, the, the nine of the ten times say like, okay, gonna go gonna go to college, um, and then for the people in the United Kingdom, we call it a university. They right. they say like okay, let's 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 join. But then you got the parents, if you know what I mean. Um, parents, they uh, they still like, okay, I want to, uh, you know, my my, my 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 kid, or they need to be a lawyer, or they need to be, uh, uh,
1: you know, well, why why should they choose for gaming? <laughs> right, so, and, and and that mentality might have made sense five years ago. It doesn't make sense anymore because we're yeah. teaching these students the business side of esports, and and there's nothing wrong with going to work in an industry that you have a passion for so if you're a gamer but you know you're not going to play gaming professionally the same way most college basketball players are not going to play in the nba right so we'll teach them the skills to work in the industry that they that they love and yeah. so we're teaching them how to run events we're teaching them how to put on a a, a broadcast how to become shoutcasters how how to understand how to create a business and how to be a manager of a business. So they're taking what they love, we're transferring it into a conversation about business, and then we're translating it even more into an esports industry conversation so that they can go find a job in, in that industry that they're most familiar with and the one that they really wanna work in. And so to those parents, and my mother was the same way, my mother didn't understand studying sports, She said, well, you read about sports, you watch about sports all the time. Why do you have to study it? And I said, well, it's a $250 billion industry. There's money to be made because there's jobs in those industries. And that's exactly what I'm telling parents now. What I'm telling students now is if this is something you have a passion for, there's going to be a career opportunity for you. And, And quite frankly, it's easier to place students in jobs and careers now in esports because every day the esport industry just keeps growing
0: yes and 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 it, and it and they've even making forecasts that that 2025 is going to be the peak time of 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 the esport world um what what do you think about like time wise do you think that in 2030 it will be even bigger or would you say like well 2025 is, is the peak. And then no. maybe the
1: 2025 is definitely not going to be the peak. Arnold. quite frankly, I think we're starting to see this natural shift in, in, in our culture and in our society. And, 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 again, we can liken this to, to any sport in any, in any country, but in the United States, you know, when we were an agricultural cult, uh, uh, culture, baseball was the dominant sport. And then when we became more industrialized and some of our cities started to grow, we became a football, American football country. And then now the country is more technological, right? So it just is natural that the sport and the interest would also be technological. And that's why I think esports is right where it's, it's at the beginning. I don't think 2025 is the peak. In fact, I don't think our peak is 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 in the in the next generation because as technology improves, the gaming world is going to continue to move with those improvements. And we're already starting to see virtual reality as part of the gaming industry. And and as those things keep changing, the esports world is going to adapt. And it's going to be want to be part of those technologies. So for you as a gamer and, and for your audience as gamers, you're always saying, I wish my computer could do this. I wish my system could do this. Well, in a couple of years it will. And then two years from now, you're gonna say, I wish it could do this and it will. And then we're just gonna continue to find new ways to engage this technologically based generation because that's what they want, right? Think about the iPhone and the changes it's made from its inception to today, that's a decade. Are you telling me that in ten years the gaming industry isn't going to change just as much? I know it will, and so I don't think twenty twenty five is going to be the peak. I'd, I'd be shocked if we peaked any time before uh, twenty, you know, 2035, 2040 Quite frankly,
0: yeah. Well, I I think I think it's going to be like our, our generation, next generation. I think. For quite a quite a generations, I think, uh, because I know that uh, within the the old, the there's always like in, in different communities, there's always like okay, this is the, this is the right time. But I think especially with esports, I remember the time in in 2016 that when people mentioned about like okay, esports world is gonna you know it's gonna be bo- it's gonna be boom in in, in 2020 and all that. Uh, But it was already it was already booming. It was just only not the right place, but it was definitely the right time So I totally agree with that. I think there's no there is no absolutely um, Not that 25 is going to be the 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 peak. I think that's going to be for 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 more generations on uh, Because yeah, when you talk about hardware software all that and the technology and all all the new developments um yeah that's that's going to change
1: and then, er- yeah, then Ernold, take it one step further and figure and and think about all the ways that traditional sports has evolved in the last 50 years and know that esports is on that same tra- trajectory we're going to have esports at the Olympic games right so that's going to add a whole new level of competition i want to be on the national team right you know this from from soccer in england where you are and and, and how You want to, you you know, these young kids want to be part of the national team, right? They want to be on their club team, but they also want to play in a World Cup. They want to play at the Olympics. Well, you're going to start to see that whole level of competition for esports. And then, you know, again, you you add media opportunities, a network like ESTV, a network like yours, that's now adding more opportunities for esports to be seen. Right. So that new that that hasn't even scratched the surface yet. And and, and then you you throw in sponsorships and marketing and, and big and bigger events. Like I said, we haven't scratched the surface yet. We're we're ten years away from that. Again, I I, I, I know your audience is international and I keep talking about American things, but Super Bowl won, right, fifty-four years ago, the halftime show was a local college band. It wasn't even called the Super Bowl. Fifty-four years later, it's the most watched sporting event every single year around the world, except when the World Cup and the Olympics play. Right? So, yeah. what what's happened in fifty years in, in the Super Bowl? That's what I expect eventually to happen with esports, and we're already seeing it. Right? The League of Legends World Championships had higher ratings than the NBA Finals. Yes. Yeah, so. Huge when you start to see the media side, the marketing side, the sponsorship side that really hasn't even been tapped into yet. We are a long way from reaching our peak.
0: Yeah. It's and, and, and also, and also with, uh, you mentioned the Olympics. So, um, that, that's 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 gonna be that's gonna be massive. That's gonna be huge, and, and I know that there's there's also some questions about that. So um, I I don't know if you if you can can go deeper in in the Olympics. So what can what can let's say people expect? To, well, we all know the Olympics, but I mean like what can we expect? Uh, esports, w- what esports is gonna do within the Olympics?
1: So again, it, you know the the traditional Olympics. There are governing bodies for each particular sport: the swimming, uh, boxing, baseball, uh, you know, track and field, etc. There's now going to be governing bodies for esports in each country, and then there's going to be competition so that you can qualify to participate in the Olympics. And so, like I said, there's a whole new leveling of competitors. You know, are they going to let professionals compete? Is, is somebody like Ninja going to be able to compete? in the Olympics or is this going to be more for amateurs or college students we or university students we don't know yet what we do know is that once the the public starts watching esports at the Olympics and we know the Olympics are one of the most watched sporting events every 4 years once the general public the non-esport public starts to see this on television they're going to get excited about it And then you're going to start to draw more fans to these particular sports, right? I remember a few years ago, I never even heard of the sport of curling. And then it was on one of my Olympic channels. And I said, wow, this is kind of fun. It's like shuffleboard on ice. And now I know a little bit about curling. And you're going to start to see the same thing about esports and gaming, where the non-traditional fan is just going to be flipping around the channels and, and here's an esports game. You know what? My kid keeps talking about it. Let me watch and see what it is. And now you have a whole new audience. And so I think in the next 10 years of a couple of Olympiads, I, I think again, esports is going to reach more mainstream people, which again, I think is going to make the, the industry explode even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Abs- absolutely. And um, it's going to, it's, it's, Again, it's going to be for now, let's say our generation is going to be endless and uh, the sky is the limit at the moment. Um, just to, before we're going to end the show, is there anything that you would like? Well, anything that's on your heart or something on your chest, something that you would like to share to the esport world?
1: I, I, would, I would thank you, Arnold. I, I will just share that uh, CSMG, our company, is hosting the first collegiate esports national championship in April of 2021. In Raleigh, North Carolina, so hopefully uh, COVID will allow for your international audience to come out to to Raleigh and watch our United States college programs competing for national championships. Uh, I think that would be a very exciting opportunity. Uh, we, we we expect a big crowd down there, and we're excited about how that's growing. And then the second thing I'll just mention to parents out there is don't let your don't be hesitant. To allow your children to study esports because it's coming, whether we like it or not. It's here, it's going to keep growing. And if this is what they're passionate about, let them follow their passion and, and find a career. So those are the two things I'd leave you with.
0: Okay. Well, I will definitely, it's it's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here, Neil. And it was an honor to having you.
1: It was my pleasure, Arnold. I, it's, it's, it's hard to believe that the time went so quickly, but uh, you do a great job, and I appreciate you reaching out to me, and I look forward to speaking with you again. <laughs> Thank you so much.
0: Thanks for listening to our eSport podcast series. For video recordings of all our podcasts, check out Learn Global TV and Learn Global Live, available on the Roku platform.